Welcome to the Mark Lobliner podcast. Current events from a libertarian point of view. I'm Mark Lobliner alongside my lovely wife. Katie Lobliner. Man, we got a great, great, great um, set of topics to talk about. Things that are really interesting that Americans are talking about. Yeah. And, and it's all over the internet. There are things that people are tweeting about, YouTubing about, Facebooking about, arguing about, not going to Thanksgiving dinners together about. It's about some politics. It's about... It's about children. It's about raising your children. It's about rights of parents. And then we get into eating a lot of steak. So we end it with the fun stuff. But um, the point of this podcast is to delve into things that we might not always be able to talk about because it's politically incorrect, but view it from a standpoint that I've developed over time, which is a libertarian point of view, which is personal responsibility, but also realizing that, hey, you know what? We have a government, they do stuff. Let's comment on it, let's talk about it, and let's discuss things so we can learn more. And maybe I'll be able to open your mind to some new, you know, some new things, some new ways of thinking that you might not have thought of before. And we, you know, we come from people who are, you know, I own multiple businesses, I've owned and sold multiple businesses. Um, my wife's been by my side the whole time. We have a family, we have three children. Um, I'd say a traditional family, a traditional conservative family. Uh, we like to keep our money. We don't like too many taxes, but we understand that, you know, you need to pay taxes for some things. You need to have government involved in certain infrastructure items and defense. And we also believe in family values in the way that, you know, we believe that our children should be raised with values to become great people, great adults when they, you know, mature into you know, full grown people and adults. And, and it, it's cool to be able to sit here and talk about this beyond what I normally do, which if you guys know of me, if you're following me and you didn't just find me because you're searching current events and libertarian is that I'm a fitness guy, I'm chief marketing officer of tigerfitness.com. And I also own a company called MTS nutrition. So a lot of times you're going to see me talking about, you know, making gains and eating. And this is not a fitness-based podcast, but I'd like to say that we'll have at least 20% of our talk about being fit because fit body, fit mind. Yeah, I think Mark is a wealth of information. Like he, he's, he's got so much knowledge on so many different topics and become an expert in so many things. And just being, you know, like Mark said, we have three kids being parents. It gives us a whole other perspective on things that are in the media right now that we're going to talk about. Um, you know, being tax-paying citizens, per perspective on that kind yeah. of stuff. So and business owners. And I business mean, owners, yeah. But speaking and, of business owners, I think the first topic, now I'm going to give you a rundown. Here's exactly what's going to happen on this uh, podcast today. First, we're going to talk about Trump's tax plan, the tax plan that just... Uh, 2018. It's going to take action, going to take effect. Some yeah. people are already seeing paycheck bonuses and others have seen raises. For those of you who work at AT&T or other companies have given their employees $1,000 bonuses. You've already seen a nice little padding in your paycheck. Because of this tax plan, I believe Trump's approval rating has actually passed what Obama's was um, at this time in his presidency. Then we're going to move on. We're going to talk about something that affects us, not only as people, because I probably have CTE, and um, as parents, in that California is trying to pass legislation where children will not be able to play tackle football until the age of 12. My viewpoint might be controversial. You might not like me for it, um, but... I might surprise you in my conclusion as to how we should uh, approach this. And of course, the third, I've been doing a lot of research. For those of you who know me from the fitness field, the hottest thing um, right now, um, I'd say 
because it's causing all for a while we had vegans just completely dominate the social media landscape and now we've seen a complete reversal with a 50 something year old man named sean baker who's really gone ham i'd hate to say on something called <laughs> the carnivore diet which is essentially veggies are bad meat is good essentially dude's eating like two 16 ounce ribeyes a day he's breaking a i believe he's a competitive rower concept two rower world records um, dude has a six pack and he's just a smart guy. So, you know, I, I've actually spoken to Sean offline and, you know, um, we're going to discuss that a little bit. So number one, the Trump tax plan, Katie, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us a little, a uh, little highlight now? I'm by no means a tax expert. I do our personal taxes. We have an accountant, we have a business accountant, but I think there's a couple key talking points to point out about the Trump tax plan um, so that you know how they might affect you. I think the biggest thing is seeing the tax rate changes based on your income level. So as some of you may know, the tax rates were lowered from 2017 to 2018 under the new tax uh, Trump tax plan. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're single and your annual income is, um, let's go with $50,000. You're $50,000 a year, you're single. In 2017, your tax rate would have been 25%. However, under the new tax plan, you're going to pay 22%. So I think that, you know, if that's your figure, you're gonna start, when we, I know I've talked to people, you're gonna start seeing higher paychecks um, starting about um, a few weeks ago, depending on yeah. the payment, how often you're paid at work. So that's, that's one example. Let's say you're married filing jointly and you make $150,000. Oh, no, that's all, sorry, that one falls in the same one I just said. Let's, let's go with um, $160,000 married filed, nope, that won't work. <laughs> Let's say two hundred thousand dollars. I'm trying to find one of the other ways. If you're married filing jointly, making over to, making two hundred thousand. I mean, if you live in California, two hundred thousand a year, you're you're poverty. Like <laughs> you can't even afford an you apartment. Can't, you can't afford to be on okay, the Okay, so if you're diet. married filing jointly in 2017, making two hundred thousand a year, you were paying twenty eight percent, and now you'll be paying twenty four. So that's a four percent difference. The other example was a three percent drop. So that's why you're seeing more money coming home on your paycheck every month or biweekly or whatever you're you're paid so that's one key point is that the rate itself is um, lower for I think most everyone the other thing that I think is key to point out is that the deductions the uh, Trump, Trump's tax plan has doubled the standard deduction so the standard deduction is a number you get to automatically take to deduct from your gross income I believe so if you're single right before you were you're able to deduct sixty three hundred and fifty dollars and now that's been doubled it's twelve thousand dollars if you're married it was twelve thousand seven hundred dollars and it's now twenty four thousand so they are thinking that over ninety percent of the population is now going to take that standard deduction which means it's going to simplify taxes because yeah. people aren't long you know filing all those bazillions of deductions that you can do charity donations I don't know how all of these categories um, are affected, but like, for example, some things I know that we deduct, we can deduct our home office because it's solely used for business. Um, what else? Um, I think medical falls under a different rule now. They changed the percentage on that. So you're gonna have to look into that. But, um, you know, 
for most people, they're not gonna, for married couples, they're not gonna have over 24,000 in deductions. So they're just gonna take the 24 and go with it because it's probably more. They may, could have only had 12,000 if they file, you know, list them all out, but they're gonna get 24,000. Mortgage interest, I think, falls under the um, that. So if you, you know, so every person's gonna be affected differently depending on how many deductions you have. But though, I think that simplifying the taxes, you know, think about how much time that's gonna save the, the tax the IRS. Here's how you simplify it. You get rid of the IRS, you put a flat tax on it or a consumption tax, a fair tax, you call it a day. At the end of the day, there's a step in the right direction. We had the highest corporate tax rate in the world. As a business owner, when Trump passed this, I damn near got a Make America Great Again hat and did a backflip up and down the street. Now, for the record, I've never, I never watched The Apprentice. I'm not a Trump guy. I wasn't a big Trump supporter. I was actually a Rand Paul guy. For those of you who saw the title of this, Libertarian. He was the closest thing to libertarian we had running. Gary Johnson was a complete fucking idiot. So, I mean, Gary Johnson set the libertarian party back about 40 years in just his utter stupidity and lack of knowledge. And Gary Johnson's an idiot, for the record. And his running mate was an idiot, too. So, what this tax plan does, it puts more money in Americans' pockets. You put more money in Americans' pockets, Americans spend more. Americans spend more, it increases the amount of employees needed. Amount of employees needed means more jobs, which is why our unemployment rate is at a, 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 a tremendous, I think, 18-year or something year low. And then you also have unemployment in different demographics that have historically had higher unemployment. African-American unemployment is, I believe, at an all-time low. Hispanic-American unemployment is at a low. At the end of the day, this isn't necessarily saying Trump hit a home run. He did something that we know is going to work. If you lower taxes, you increase people's take home, they're going to do better. They're going to have more money spent. And also, one second, and also the bottom line is you are able to take a situation where Americans are overtaxed, set at a disadvantage on a corporate level, and those companies will reinvest in their employees. As a company owner, the hardest thing you can do is find quality employees. Companies want to keep their employees happy, whether it was for posturing or whatever. Oh, well, that's not a lot. They did those, they did those bonuses before the tax cuts even took effect. Those companies were betting on the future. Stock markets, 26,000 they hit, right? That I never, I remember when it went over 20, people were doing backflips. 26,000, what is the stock market? It's a basic, it's basically measuring if you're optimistic about what's gonna happen. So you have the big five, Apple, Alphabet, all these guys going crazy. Amazon, trillion dollars, Apple and Amazon might hit a trillion dollars in the near future. That's crazy because we're basically taking the handcuffs off, we're taking the corporate rate down, and we're giving companies a chance to do business in America and be competitive internationally and stop losing our ass to China. You I'm just done. said a lot of stuff. So I'm gonna rewind to one of the things he said and add something to it, which was- I always say a lot of stuff. Which was that most people are going to take home more money in their paycheck. Well, I think just the way America in general is, is when they see that bigger paycheck, they're not thinking, oh, I got $50 extra this week. Let me put that in my savings account. No, they're thinking, shit, I got $50 extra. I'm going to buy I'm some shoes. Go spend that, okay? Because for because that's just America. the way America is. We spend our money. And I, most people, shit. I think we have a biggest percentage of people living paycheck to paycheck than than not. I believe it's eight. I believe it's eighty or ninety percent of Americans could not handle a five hundred dollar bill. Right. Could not pay an unexpected five hundred dollar bill. We spent seven hundred dollars because Preston stuck something in his 
No. After insurance, over seven hundred spent five minutes with an ER doctor to and, pick it out. And this is another podcast. We can get into how insurance has gotten worse and worse and cost us more and more and put more burden on small business. You guys do realize that 94% of all businesses fail by taking the, not only are we going to see businesses invest more in employees and in growth within the United States of America, we're going to see a huge influx of new businesses, of creativity, of people starting businesses and not being strapped down by the fact they have to pay a super high corporate tax rate. Look, here's the deal. All those companies get busted, the mobile, the Enron, the all those guys, they don't pay taxes. They find loopholes. It's not screwing the big guys. They need to pay what we pay. They get around stuff. It's us. It's the small, small to mid-cap business owners. We're the ones who get bent over and taken in the rear end. And we're the ones who really are going to benefit from this. The big guys, they already aren't paying taxes. They already found those loopholes. Hell, Trump said in the, in the election, he said, I don't pay taxes because I'm smart enough not to. Guess what? If I had a way to get around legally paying taxes, you're goddamn right I would do that. Goddamn right I would do that. My ears right here. Honey, this is a podcast. We can't sit back and be uninterested. I know, but you're screaming in my ear, so maybe I need to move over. Yeah, like I was getting at was, you know. (laughs) Do you want me to just sit here and talk like this? What I was getting at is that, you know, people are going to spend the money, which stimulates the economy. And there are some people that will be responsible and might put it in savings for a rainy day. It could be like Ben Stein. Um, Maybe there'll be some people that'll take that money and donate it to charity, you know. I think in, in all ways, it's a good thing. Well, charitable contributions inevitably go up when people right. have more money to but spend. But I just read, and this could, may, not, may or not be true, I thought that, that the um, charity deductions were going to be taken away, but from what I'm reading on this article, don't know if it's true or not, that you'll still be able to keep your charitable, charitable donations as a deduction. Yeah, and so that, but that's all besides the point. Well, we do, do you I, really need a $20 or a bigger deduction if, it, if you don't need it? You know? Yeah, but... If you do more than $20, if you do thousands, it might make an impact on taxes, though. It might. It might. But if you're paying, overall, America's winning. A lot of people in the nonprofit realm, you know, go with the fact that, like, telling people, oh, well, you can use this as a deduction, you know, because it helps people on taxes, and it's a good thing to do to help people. Whereas, you know, I actually spoke to someone in the nonprofit realm who had some insight on that. And, you know, you want to hope that people donate money out of the goodness of their heart, but that's not always solely the reason they are like, oh, I can get a deduction for this. So, so, so on, on another, just, just to kind of close this yes, out, close it out for those of you who do not believe we need to have lower taxes on your IRS bill, on your tax return and on your tax, there is an address to send donations to IRS. Or you go to irs.gov. If you do not want the extra money afforded to you by those tax cuts, feel free to take what it would have yeah. been and donate it to the U.S. government to, to use. Other than that, shut the hell up and let us take advantage of these awesome tax cuts or do what we do. Take that extra money and donate it to charity. By the way, real weights for realheroes.com. We're aiming to raise $75,000 for the Semper Fi Fund. Let's move on to our old home state. We grew up in California. 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 Now, California... We saw the movie Concussion with Will Smith about, I forgot the doctor's name. and um, Based on a true story. It, it is a true story. It it's it's yeah. real deal, real deal Holyfield type stuff here. Now, a new California bill would ban tackle football before high school. So basically, any kid 12 and under will not be allowed to play tackle football due to the head trauma. Now, um, it's introduced um, by 
Let's see. It's introduced by Kevin McCarty and Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher. The aim of the bill is to curb any long-term brain damage that have been linked to the repetitive hits to the head that take place in football, such as chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE. And essentially, the damage you... Like the brain, as we saw in the movie, it's like your brain isn't like chilling in the head static. Your brain's floating. So every time you get knocked in the dome... It makes impact, right. and it's so bad. I wanted to point and the this, neuron damage is long-term. I heard this the other day on the news or whatever, that 99% of former NFL players' brains that were researched, so it was 110 of the 111 brains from former NFL players, all had CTE. I'm pretty sure that myself and my partner, Chad, have it. I you had know, a I, severe concussion as a child. I fell off my bicycle, and... Um, I was banned. The doctor said I could not do anything where I could risk falling uh, and hitting my head again. I, for a year, was not allowed to roller skate, ice skate, ride a bike, go on the swing set, monkey bars, all that. I was allowed to do nothing because it was such a severe <coughs> concussion that they knew that if I hit my head again, it could be even further damage. Well, think about football. Every game, whoa, every game they're hitting heads, heads, heads over and over again. You know? You're, you're, literally, I used to hit my head. It was before I played a game. They knew I had a concussion. I played an entire game after getting a concussion. This is before the concussion rule. I had five I know of. My business partner had to have brain surgery due to his um, his head trauma playing outside linebacker at the University of Cincinnati. Um, I knew back then that, that, you know, when I was 15 years old, I knew full well that it wasn't wise for a 300-pound man to run head first into another 300-pound no. man full speed. And I also, I, I admit it, I, I hit dirty. I lettered my head every single time. Never got called for it because it was completely legal. Now, I will say that you do not need, like, unlike soccer, which is a skill sport, unlike basketball, we have to practice your shot. The, the, the positions that actually need long-term training, catching and everything, you can easily train those in flag football. I was an unskilled position player. I played linebacker, I played line, and I didn't catch a ball. I didn't do anything special. I knew three moves, a bull rush, an arm under, and a fucking swim move. I didn't do anything that needed to be tackle football. I started playing at 11, Pop Warner, but I see six-year-old kids down at the middle school playing every weekend. Yeah, they do tackle and honestly, at a young age. I would not let my kids play football until high school. Can I, for those of you that don't know what CTE is and what it can do, the symptoms of CTE include memory loss, confusion, impaired judgment, impulse control problems, aggression, depression, anxiety, suicidality, Parkinson's, Parkinsonism, so I guess you get Parkinson's disease, and eventually progressive dementia. That explains um, our marriage. They can happen years or decades after the last brain trauma. So I think in that movie Concussion, we saw got you know people kill themselves, you know basically like going crazy in their minds, not knowing how to control their everything. Like it's it's horrible. And I think that the state of California banning it at a younger age is trying to, when the brain is young and still growing, not that it's good at any time to have head trauma, but trying to prevent kids from partaking in that when their brains are probably most susceptible, right? Because they're still developing. I'm kind of torn. Here's the thing. You need to educate parents and the parents, just like when you buy a pack of cigarettes, there needs to be a warning. You know, warning, this fucking pack of shit will kill you. Right, You need that warning on there. However, <clears throat> as a parent, I do not want anybody telling me what I can and cannot let my children do. I do not want my kids playing football. Ever. Ever. I do not want them playing football because I know what it did to me. I know what it did to my partner. 
And I've seen what it's done to ex-NFL players who end up killing themselves, killing others. It's crazy. And it's all linked to repetitive head trauma. So I don't want my kids playing football. However, instead of banning it, you can't, I don't believe it should be banned. I don't believe the government should legislate parenting. I believe there are some things, don't beat the shit out of your kid, you know, don't raise your kids in, in harmful conditions that, that affect their life. And football affects their life, obviously, but they'll argue that if we teach them how to tackle properly. Right, I saw an interview with a coach and he was like, well, in practice, we tell them no, not to hit. So they're trying to minimize the amount of hits they're having. If, it still happens though. But I, I, the other thing that um, I wanted to add, like or kind of pose this question is, isn't, can you look at it potentially as child endangerment? That kid is young. It doesn't really, that kid doesn't have the choice. Your parents put you in football, tell you to go play football, you play football. They are not able to make that choice on their own. Then is it child endangerment that you let your kid play football knowing the research? Just like they made laws that you can't smoke in the car with kids. They did? Yeah, it was passed in some states. I think the government does overreach at times. Um, and but I'm someone you, who had chronic asthma because my say. mom smoked like that. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence yeah, in that me. I do not want more government overreach. And I also, look, football saved my life. As much as it damaged my brain, if it wasn't for football, I wouldn't be here right now. Football got me off the streets. It got my head straight. It got me into college. Football, for me, was literally the reason I'm sitting here right now in this big-ass house with the beautiful family and, and my, my beautiful wife. It's because football kept me in a good spot. Now, I will say what I think, and again, this is something I think we nationally have to agree upon, but you got too many people like football, football, a bunch of, bunch of cheerleading dads. But here's the thing. There's nothing you learn before high school that cannot be accomplished in flag football. I did not need to, again, I bull rushed, I did an arm under, I did a swim move. My spin move was pointless because I was strong. I just bull rushed the shit out of people 90% of the time. You don't need to play tackle football to learn football. So with that said, I believe converting Pop Warner football to flag football would be the best option. And as much as as a libertarian, I'd hate to say this, you almost have to legislate it but again, that's just my opinion, and a lot of people probably different opinions. But based on the overwhelming data we have on the dangers, and I think Brett Favre, I listened to an interview with Vet, Brett Favre yeah, on CNN, and he was on with that doctor. And he said, was he from? if you want to make football safe, don't play football. Yep. This is I, on YouTube. You guys could search it. it and he, but but then he chick. then said, but is that ever going to, is that ever, is, is football ever going to go away? No, the NFL is a business. And that's why if you watch the movie Concussion, it's kind of interesting to see how the NFL fought the release of the studies that that doctor did because it would harm their business. Dude, it's, it's money. It's money. NFL, it's a sport NFL. That, what is it, the biggest grossing sport, I'm sure, in our country? In football? our country. For sure. I mean, but, think about the billions of dollars that football generates. And, and we also game stole tickets. a name from soccer. Like, why the fuck is it called football? In Australia, they call it gridiron. Why can't we call that shit gridiron? That doesn't have any relevance. That's the point. The point is we couldn't even name it correctly. Yeah, so it's a business too. So yeah, I think you'll still see the NFL fight it. Um, even look at the kids, the kids sports. That's a business. There's all kinds of companies that have football programs. They're making money. Here, here's the deal. It's all about money. Like, you money. go around our neighborhood, 
and out here it's called the Panthers, I think they're called, the, uh, the Elgin cool Panthers or whatever. Right. And, and all the parents have flags of, hey, my son, my daughter's a cheerleader, blah, 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 blah. It's like, your son's going to be mentally fucking retarded when he's 24 years old. And when he's 60, he's not going to remember where he put his car keys. And then when he's 80, he's going to have dementia. But hey, congratulations, you play Pop Warner football. Look, I'm not saying we need to put our kids in a bubble. I'm saying that we don't need tackle football. Pop Warner should be flag. And then in high school, let them hit, let them bang heads. You know what I mean? Because in high school, I believe they have the reasoning skills to be able to figure out if it's for them. Yeah. That's just my opinion. So moving forward, a gentleman by the name of uh, Sean Baker, he actually just tweeted me back right now. Let me see what Sean Baker, I actually saw a little notification on my phone here. So Sean, yeah, Sean is a good dude. So Sean. So what we're talking about now is the carnivore diet. Carnivore means you only have meat. Yeah. So actually he's just, um, yeah, he's actually really, oh, you um, asked him questions about it. Yeah. I asked him if, uh, if you can fit whey protein, cause obviously I'm all about whey protein into the carnivore diet. So, um, he's basically like, you don't need to restrict, you know, add it in addition to a fatty meal, eat a red eye, red eye, add some butter on top and have a whey shake with it for dessert. Wow. We found a way to work. MTS way into carnivore. I'm sold. So I don't have to eat my veggies. So let me tell you about the carnivore diet. Now, as you who follow us know, Katie and I tried a vegan diet. We try every diet. I tried I keto, veganism. vegetarian. Ovo lacto. She wasn't lactating at all. I tried to get some milk out of them bitches oh. and nothing came out. You know what? I tried it when you were... I like eggs and whey protein and I'm not willing to give that up. I like boobies. So check it out. So let me tell you about the carnivore diet. I'm really intrigued by it because, again, like we said in the intro, there's been a huge influx to veganism and, and the benefits of veganism. And I actually just read a study posted by Dr. Baker. He's an orthopedic surgeon. Don't think he's a nutritionist, but that doesn't mean he's... I have no, I have no doctorate. I'm a doctor in bullshit. <laughs> I have a fucking marketing degree. That's like, I have a doctorate yes. in fucking bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> and, um, but he posted a study... And they did a whole uh, uh, population study showing that the vegan diet had no impact on a group of people on their health. They had the same, the number one rate of, 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 di of dying, the number one cause of mortality among these vegans was heart disease, which is supposedly what veganism cures. Right. So essentially what I found, which is intriguing, as I look into everything, like a lot of plants can't be eaten, can't be digested. We have these canine teeth. And I applaud vegans for their altruistic and their, their, their non-aggressive stance. I really love it. But speaking from a pure adaptive standpoint, how our digestive systems are designed, I believe that if you had to draw a line and say, and I actually read a post by a guy I used to work with, Chris Lockwood, made a great tweet the other day. Chris Lockwood. I have no idea how that showed up on my feed, but, and it was brilliant. It was saying that evolutionarily speaking, vegans are completely off and documentaries like what the health are completely wrong. Me, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that if I had to choose which one had more scientific data, that was actually scientific data and not just, you know, not just uh, correlation studies like the China study, I'd say that a high protein, um, carnivorous based, meat based, lean protein, diet, not even lean protein, but you can even go to keto and some of those studies 
makes more sense than a strictly vegan diet and that you're not getting your full spectrum of amino acids naturally. You have to combine beans and rice and this and that. So from a, a standpoint, the carnivore diet makes more sense than the vegan diet. And then you look at the studies on, on a lot of different things and you yep. see that veggies have its place. And you also, but then you look at just the anecdotal reports coming out and I've seen as many for vegan as I have for carnivore. I have people, they have people posting and you can't discount these because normally like they don't study things unless there's some empirical data, right? And you know what, let's add another five minutes of podcast. I have a lot to say. Um, there's a lot of empirical data on the carnivore diet now. You have people with eczema and skin conditions completely clearing up. You have Some people with fats. Not only that, you look at a lot of the pro-inflammatory things and they're found in a lot of plant containing substances. And also there are some things that block the absorption of certain vitamins and minerals in some plant-based foods. What, what about like for the carnivore diet? I have very little knowledge of it. What okay. about like grains? Grains are not carnivore. They're not. So it's and, just and, meat. You can't have oatmeal. You and, can. And, and, and you know what? Even I remember you look at Dr. Stu, who's yep. more of an altruistic uh, East. He, Easter, he loves the Eastern medicine. He loves the Chinese stuff because it's Dr. Stewart. We he's Chinese. Anyway, so I mean, even he if somebody comes into his his uh, his place of practice, Paradigm Performance in Elgin, and they have any kind of inflammation issues, he automatically tells them to cut back on grains. Grains do have a pro-inflammatory effect. Does have food allergy testing. Yeah, so food allergy testing is huge. And you look at like, for example, how many people die a year of peanut allergies? And why is that so much more now than before? Like what's... You know what? I don't know. I think maybe we're just hearing about it more. I, I think that people didn't know why they were breaking out and dying back in the day. Like you look at like all the new reports on like autism, it, it probably hasn't gone up. Or like all the reports on like, oh, your neighborhoods aren't as safe as they used to be. No, we just have Facebook and people find out about things and it's posted all over and everybody has Drudge Report or, or Huffington Post. We find out about things more more um, frequently and, and with, better, with better promptness than we did before. So I look at things and I'm like, you know what? I, I just look at the entire picture and what, what I really like about the carnivore diet and what it's doing is it's presenting a completely different yet radical viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And the key to viewpoints is you take all the radical viewpoints you have, right? Um, for example, veganism is radical. You're cutting meat, dairy, and everything out of your diet. You know, keto, going no carb is radical. So what we can do by taking the benefits of all these is maybe find a common ground and find perhaps from the major majority of the population what the best diet is. But I'll tell you what, it's compelling. It's a compelling um, argument that they're presenting for a meat-based diet. I like balance. I like a little bit of everything. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But what if you could, what if you could have essentially a diet where you're not depriving yourself of something people love? People like steak. Steak is American. Steak and potatoes. You know, that's an American thing. That's you're just cutting why out I potatoes. Eat steak and potatoes. So, <laughs> so for those of us, but also what if you have joint pain and this is something that can work? Well, I think that you can figure that out by food elimination. So if you eat potatoes all the time and you think the potatoes causing it, take the potatoes out. If you feel better, then you throw the potatoes back in and you start hurting again, then don't eat potatoes. 
Yes and no. Food elimination is a very inaccurate way of doing things. That's why you have food allergy testing because it normally takes time for some of that stuff to show up. If you eat a potato and all of a sudden you start pooping, it doesn't mean that's a potato doing it. You know, it's a long-term study. That's why food allergy testing is something that, you know, a lot of people should have done. I think that the elimination thing is the first step. Elimin elimination is one way to go about it. Before paying, because food allergy testing is usually not covered it's a couple by hundred bucks. insurance and several hundred dollars. Not everyone's going to do that. Not everyone's going to do it, but I think that for a majority of people watching this, they're into their health and they want to know how to make it better. Now, if, if so, so basically what I'm getting at in the carnivore diet is I have an article. Um, if you search carnivore diet lowliner, I wrote an article on the good, the bad, and my, my take on it. I'm really a huge fan of, of different viewpoints. And I love when people present science. And that's why I got so butthurt by the What the Health documentary, because it was kind of an abomination of science. He had a bunch of doctors who agreed with one viewpoint. There was no contra con contradictory view. There was no contrasting view. It was all like, if you're not vegan, you're going to die. You're killing the earth. You're killing everyone around you. And you're an asshole. Whereas I think that, and I think Sean Baker's taken a lot of that too. You know, he's dissing vegans left and right on his friggin' uh, Don't you think the carnivore diet could be cost prohibitive to a lot of people? Oh, absolutely. As can most diets. The keto diet, the carnivore diet, yeah. the vegan diet, it's extremely expensive, especially if you're a raw vegan and you're getting vegetables. Good luck getting enough vegetables and keeping them fresh in your refrigerator for a long period yeah, you of time. Yeah, go shopping like every other day. Yeah, so I mean, there's no perfect scenario. No, that's why I like the balanced one where I eat a little bit of whatever. Yeah, I mean, you could be balanced all you want. Yeah. Um, but what is balance? Like, explain what balance is. Like, I don't like vilifying any food, but I also I like searching for that next cool thing. And that's why that's I think... That's what you do. <laughs> that, that's why I try everything so I can speak on it, you know? It's one thing, you know, a lot of people talk like, man, you know, full body workouts don't work. Have you ever tried a full body workout? No, they just don't work. I'm like, okay, I understand if something's really stupid, like, hey, let's try arsenic for muscle gain. You know, that's not a good idea. However, if it makes some kind of sense, there's some backing to it, why not try it? But anyway, guys, that's our podcast. Let us know what you, what you like about it, what you don't like about it, yeah, feedback. Talk, talk about the topics, you know, elicit discussion in the comments. Mm -hmm. And be sure to follow it, subscribe to it, and share it with all your friends. I'm Mark Lobliner, alongside my beautiful wife, Katie. That's me. Thanks. That's not a game. Mm -hmm.